0: Greetings leaders, emerging leaders of tomorrow, and those who just want to know more about leadership. I'm Earl Airy, and this is Victory Leadership's Unlock Your Victory, where we talk about uh, elements that are surrounding leadership, organizational development, change management, and knowledge acquisition and retention. This part goes into third element of the unlock model which is the, the letter C, and that is for change management. And change management are those aspects that we, we deal with on a regular basis. Uh, we deal with change when it comes to traffic. We may change our direction to avoid a traffic jam. Uh, we may change uh, what we may normally eat for lunch. With change being such a normal part uh, of the human condition, uh, there are times, significant times, where change is difficult. Organizational change management efforts, when they're employed, have been known to fail up to 70% of the time. And that is uh, shocking in a sense that there's so much time and effort, resources that go into this. Uh, go into this process that we just uh, have so much of a, of a failure rate. But one of the things is that people like the status quo. They like what's, what they believe is, is stability. Even if it's an undesirable stability, having something that is stable intrinsically is more desirable than unstable or unknown. As I understand what I don't like, and but I don't understand what I don't know. People will pick their battles when it comes to change. With limited amounts of cognitive resources, we are looking for where we can invest to have a best chance on return for our cognitive investment. There's a lot of stuff that's going on around us and a lot of things that we're trying to, to grapple with, whether it's rush hour traffic or what we're going to eat for lunch. Uh, We can become change resource deprived and we want to invest the the little bit that we have left that we that we can invest into something that's going to give us a return. So when dealing with change, I've observed that there are elements and probably some of the largest elements that contribute to change, especially in an organization, uh, is that that nasty four-letter word that begins with F. all oh, fear <laughs> and somebody may say something else that's similar but uh, a similar four-letter word where that begins with f when it comes to change but here we're looking at the elements of of fear and fear can manifest itself in a fight flight freeze or faint where you can just cut yourself out of the fear I mean uh, by Cutting yourself out of the situation by fleeing, and that's the flight part. Uh, you can fight the change. You can grapple with it. You can wrestle with it. Whether you are trying to wrestle with it to make it happen or you're wrestling with it to avoid it, that is another that is another way that people deal with, with the uh, fear factor of change. Now, if you freeze, then that can be because either one the hesitation of having to actually deal with what the change is about or uh, you're contemplating so many different possibilities that you actually you, you freeze up It's it's like you're hungry and you're looking at this massive menu at a restaurant and you're not exactly sure what to pick you're having a tough time choosing because there are so many choices and then people can just faint that's the that's the that's kind of like the ultimate flight you just drop out of it and the the difference with the the faint and with the the flight is that you know with the flight you're consciously moving and you're leaving and you're you're taking off you're out of there faint you could literally fall out on the floor and that that's possible that you hear something that is just so devastating boom you're 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 out of there and yeah, it's um A method of uh, a response to the situation, and the the thing could also mean you just you you've checked out of the situation. You come, you do your work, you 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 have the pay, you get the paycheck, but you pretty much have checked out until the opportunity comes to really remove yourself physically. You've already removed yourself mentally, but can you resurrect a person that is in that mindset and it's possible there, there are possibilities to address all of these issues and many have done so and have tried and there are a lot of different elements and perspectives in how someone will address change there are a lot of authors out there on the subject that uh, are well respected and have contributed much to the field some of these elements look at uh, following certain steps that address the elements throughout the change process to go from um, the introduction of the change all the way through to fruition the goals of achieving the, the actual change and many have different variations or perspectives like Looking at what the individuals contribute to the change process, how can we harness those attributes? And then there are some who look at the change and how do we address these fear factors? How do we remove the fear? How do we address people who can then um, move towards change that has a prosperous desire or a prosperous ending? And there are uh, other elements that combine the two. And many elements, uh, unfortunately, are looked at or engaged from a deficit-based perspective. Okay, what's going wrong and what do we need to change so we can make it right? And... Depending on how people are invested in this current status, they may have misgivings about moving to another means or mode or modus operandi. So when people are good at something, then they develop a habit. And this is where the organizational change management can look to insights that have come up with organizational neuroscience, What is actually going on in the brain when this is happening? And a lot of change when people have developed a habit it has become an automatic way of helping to harness or to save that neural energy. When uh, people are looking to invest they're looking to invest as I mentioned before a return. And when they do not Feel that one is likely to come through a different method, then the likelihood that they would want to invest becomes diminished. Now, during this time of change, people have become comfortable. They become used. They have developed the habits, and. The method of creating uh, or seeing through a task successfully has become well known. Now, go and change that. People are doubtful. They're suspicious. They uh, are concerned that they're going to uh, receive uh, be, to be chastised or to be looked at, you know, in a way that they feel threatened. Now, here we start going back to introducing that fear factor. But one of the challenges with the fear is that it has been shown uh, scientifically that when people are introduced to fear that their intelligence actually diminishes. And this is something that is very insightful that when you threaten somebody, their cognitive thinking is more on reacting to the threat than thinking through the threat. So. Now you've introduced an unstable element, change, into an individual's mind to where they're now thinking self-preservation in many cases, and how do we introduce these elements in a non-threatening way so we don't reduce the person's intelligence, so that we try to draw on their logical thought processes. And when that is combined with the creativity, which uh, is a creative, that creative process, which is uh, also um, like a a system one thinking. So there's system one and system two. And system two is is best described as when you are learning to drive a car, you are very conscious about using the turn signals, um, making all the right moves, following the laws, knowing what the signs meant. And now as you become a seasoned driver, you can drive from home to work and not even remember the, the trip unless something uh, unusual was to draw your attention to it and throughout the whole process you used your turn signals you followed the the traffic laws you looked at the signs and followed the signs and the road markings but it has become so second nature and to change that you know it can be um nervous can be nerve-wracking many people that i know who have traveled to other parts of the world where they drive primarily on the left-hand side of the street where other countries they're from countries that drive on the right-hand side actually by habit, drive on the side of the road that they're used to. And that becomes a frightening experience when you see this wall of traffic coming at you and and you're in the wrong lane, you're on the wrong side. But given time, people become used to it and they adjust. And uh, they, uh, through a nerve wracking, harrowing experience, and hopefully there were no accidents as a result of that change, they become used to it and they can start to move back and forth between both modes driving primarily on the left or driving primarily on the right so as with changing an organization when it is implemented or when it is conceived that there are elements that help to relax a person so that you can lean on some of what they already know while blending elements that contribute to areas that stimulate their logical thought patterns. These can combine to create a situation that helps a person move through change at ease. I say there are some uh, some authors that I'll that I'll toss out there like Dick Halloway, Black and Gregerson, uh, John Cotter, Don De Noon, uh, Eric Rays. Some of these are systems thinking which looks at change it looks at how a system is operating and there are times when you implement change do you persevere and wait for the change to come through and manifest itself through the system or is it not working is it not happening and you have to pivot. Uh, So, persevere or pivot, and that is uh, a major point in Eric Rye's book uh, on the Lean Startup and systems thinking, uh, which looks at the elements on when can we expect change to manifest itself through the organization, and if it doesn't happen, at what point do we say we go back and we make adjustments? So change comes about uh, in multiple ways and through several means. But one of the things that we want to take a look at is try to move away from a deficit-based perspective of what's going wrong. Not Again, not to say, and I've said this many times before, not to say that we ignore the problems, but we don't give... We don't give them life. We don't give them the resources. And we look at what can go right and what is beneficial in the environment so that people stay in a frame of mind that is less pessimistic and more optimistic, where it's not so much a deficit-based perspective, but leading from a position of strength. And when people have less... Uh, anxiety which is fear without focus that's no good we want to have a fear so that we can't address it and we can move people out of uh, a flight fright freeze or faint mindset into one that is more hopeful that where they're going is going to be beneficial it's going to be a change And one of the worst things you can do with change is, or a worse, one of the worst places a person can be in change is to feel that they have no advocate and that they're in it by themselves. Don't throw out a solution and say, hey, anybody who thinks that they can come up with a better plan, uh, do so. Ask how people can contribute or, you know, actually ask them. Don't say. If you can come up with something, give it to me. No, actually solicit their opinions and show that whatever they have is going to be appreciated and it's desired to help make the change work. Have them a part of the change that they are a necessary wheel because you can take a wheel or a cog out of a clock and there can be dozens of them in there. But you take one out and now the timing is off the date If it has a date hand or uh, reels on it, something is not going to come out right. Every single cog or gear in that mechanism is important for smooth harmonious operation. So with that, uh, I can go on and on about change and the elements that are necessary for positive change in the environment. And most elements that I found or perspectives and in th- theories that are typically looked at as uh, deficit-based can be implemented with a um, strength-based perspective. And so we can take elements that people understand or know or have used and have been less than successful with and modify them in a way that provides uh, hopefulness and creates a positive perspective where people come together like a magnet instead of flying apart like shrapnel from a bomb. So with that, uh, there will be additional uh, podcasts in the future that talk about change because it is so much a part of our environments and we want good change. We want positive change because investment uses finite resources. We don't have everything under the sun available to us at all times and we want to be good stewards over the uh those elements that we have. So this will conclude the C or the change management part. The K part will look at knowledge development and how this actually comes together working with the other elements to contribute to the unlock module then I will follow all of those elements up into a conclusion where we can see how they all come together so thank you so much for your time and listening I'm so glad that you were here and again if you have any questions or you want to reach out to me about change management or any of the elements in the unlock module uh, you can find me on LinkedIn uh, Earl Airy Victory Leadership and uh, you can uh, request the link and you can send me uh, an in email an in mail that they call and we can talk shop. I am glad to do it. And I find this highly encouraging and I hope that I can encourage you as well. So with that, i again, I'm Earl Airy for Victory Leadership, helping you unlock your resources that you can win the victory. Again, have a victorious week and i will see you in the winner circle